The subject on, uh, on this speaking of tongues, it's an issue with the Pentecostal people. And I've had quite a, an affair. I don't, I don't make any issues on the platform because now I'm, I'm sponsored by different groups and as a, as a Christian gentleman, I certainly would not want to hurt anybody. I, if they're Christian enough to have me at their place, there are people sitting there, I, I want to be brother enough to say nothing about it, see. And I just preach the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and, and then when they, uh, when, let them do what they wish to over there. Now, I do believe that spirit deals people, see. Sometimes get so filled with the Holy Ghost so they don't have any uh, any control of their own language. I, I believe that. Sometime or another it happens. Or it's happened to me, it's happened to others. And, but you see, the thing it is, the Holy Spirit first has to be in there. See what I mean? Uh, it has to be in there first. See? It's just like if um, speaking in tongues is a gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, if I was a, a boy and I was in a uh, am I under the tutorship of my father and mother and uh, you wanted to adopt me and uh, I give you my knife and you got my gift but not me. Okay? Now, tongues is a gift of the Holy Ghost. There's no scripture in the Bible that it is the Holy Ghost. It's a gift of the Holy Ghost. Now what? On Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because they were marveling because we heard every man speaking in his own language where he was born. And they said, if you would... Repent, you receive that gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, the gift of William Brandon is not William Brandon. Now, if you notice, you say, well, the gift of God is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God. They say, you couldn't use it there. Must, the, everything that I speak of, it must line with the Scripture. I, I won't receive it. Now, I only receive when he tells me and uh, uh, he always stirs it with the scripture. If he didn't, I would not believe it. Although as much as he told me along the road. Still, if he ever told me anything wasn't scriptural, it would not be right. Because the scripture is absolutely our basis. We cannot base our, our salvation upon sensations, our experiences of others, or on our own experience. It's got to be the word of God. Oh, that's the, that's the true mark. Now, as when I first began, <clears throat> in this debate that Brother Leo was anxious to get on tape here, I suppose I see it flickering, I guess he's got it running now. Um, I would not uh, want you, Brother Leo, to use this to hurt or anything, but just I know you wouldn't, and I wouldn't say to you rather. If a man speaks with tongues, all right. If he doesn't speak with tongues, that still is no sign he hasn't got it. If he, I've seen people speak with tongues like pouring peas on a dry cow, just as hard as they could go and live with another man's wife. I've seen witches 
drinks blood out of a human skull and call on the devil and speak in tongues. I've seen witches and Indian magic men, one of the bull ants, come in and they would uh, sit around in this big circle and they would uh, get out and do all their enchantments and the devil doctor would come in and they go around and around and do all this jumping up and down and screaming and beating on these tom-toms and, and then the witch doctor would come in and speak in tongues and interpret it to them. And I've been in camps of witches where I walked in myself and it was so you it's, this is not advised for you to go to one. <laughs> but as a minister, I must know what I'm talking about, not taking somebody else's word because hey, hey. It's, uh, I, I must know it personally myself. Because I can't say, Brother Jones said this. Or I read this in a book. I've got to know what I'm speaking about because there's too many people that listen to me. And I certainly don't want to come down on that last day with a bunch of people lost. I must know absolutely before I say anything about being the truth. And I think every minister owes that to his congregation, the people he preaches to, on any subject is to be sure that he knows what he's speaking about before he says anything. And... Um, so, uh, uh, I've been in camps where the spiritually were, uh, come a piano with a half a ton, lift up off the floor and a guitar lay in the room, come through strumming music and everything like that, and a coat hang on the wall, come through and sit down, share those sides, and knives and forks coming through, and then the wizard lay a, lay a, uh, a piece of paper down, take a pencil and lay on top of it, and see the spirit come. Went up a stove pipe and come back down playing shaving a haircut two bits and write in unknown tongues and this medium stretch, pull itself all together like that and interpret these up down like that and tell it and and uh, interpret those tongues and tell what was said. So if you can't say that speaking in tongues, you got the Holy Ghost. Because I, I know better than that. Now if you'll notice, let's apply it sensibly, see, so that you'll understand it. And that's why I want to do this, because I realize I'm talking to an intelligent man. So, uh, in the scripture of 1 Corinthians 12, it said uh, there was there's nine spiritual gifts. Well, then, tongues was one of those gifts in the body of Christ. Say, let's just throw for an illustration and uh, make it simple. I know you catch it, but let's be sure that you get it. This, this room is the body of Christ. And by one spirit, we are baptized into this room. And in this room is the gift of a chair to relax. There's the gift of life. There's the gift of heat control. There's the gift of a rocker. There's the gift of a lounge. The gift of a rug. There's the gift of a picture. See what I mean? There's gifts. But how do you get into that body? By one Spirit, we are all baptized into one body, and then subject to any of these gifts. See? So, if speaking in tongues, then, is an evidence of the Holy Ghost, all these other things have to be evidence of the Holy Ghost. You have to do all these other things, these others. Prophesy, interpret, have wisdom, knowledge. But then Paul goes on to speak that. that do all speak with tongues. No. They all had the gift of interpretation. But God has set in the church severally. See, he, he just picked it up like that. And then that's the 12th chapter. 
Now, if you go on over to where I struck my debate to take my, the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost, I took it to be love. And the other man taking it to speak with tongues. See, to have tongues as the evidence. Now, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, the next, he said, um, now, that uh, though I speak with tongues of man and angels, that's both kinds, and have not love, I am nothing. Though I have wisdom, now he's talking about these gifts up here in the mind, have these gifts without the giver. See? Love, see. Though I have wisdom and understand all knowledge of God, all the scriptures, can put them together like any great theologian, and have not love, which is the Holy Spirit, I am nothing. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit is God. We have to admit that. He is God. Well, then, God is love. So you can have any of the gifts of God without having God. God love and Satan can impersonate any of those gifts. See? He can impersonate anything because he perverts. Sin is righteousness perverted. So, in the debate, the gracious brother, he, uh, in being the visitor, I said, now, I'm willing to discuss this with you if you will stay strictly with the Scripture and don't leave the Scripture. And I said, then, at the end of the discussion, if you can shake my hand, and we'll still feel brothers to one another, because if you don't, I wouldn't do it. Because, I said, because perhaps when it's over, you're going to feel the same way you do, and I will too. But then we got a moderator here that's sworn businessman you know, and so forth that they just they're just they're not interested in either side. They're just taking down what's fact. No matter what their decision is, it's just is five or six men. Just on certain scripture, when this scripture's given, who takes it? Who really throws the line on it? That's what it tells you. See. So he started off as usual, Acts two and, and four, you know, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, <clears throat> I, and then he went from there to, to, uh, to uh, Acts uh, 10.49 or while Peter had spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them and heard the word. Well then, uh, and then he went over to Acts 19.5 and Paul laid his hand on him and the Holy Ghost come on and spoke in tongues. So that's taken up most of his time. And then it was my time. We were from about 7 o'clock till about 2 in the morning. So um, <clears throat> it was lengthy. So um, then when he come back, he had about 30 or 35 minutes on that. And then uh, they rest the people and then let me speak again. Let me speak. So I never left his scripture. I stayed right with his scripture. That's the only way he can correct me. Sensibly, I'm just as open to know what's truth as anybody else. I certainly don't want to be wrong. Now, I better be right here because it's too late when I get there. You see, you want to... The old colored brother says, I don't want no trouble at the river. <laughs> so, that's right. I, I want it. It's going to be a foggy morning and an awful time. I sure want my ticket in my hand. It's correctly signed. Oh, I, I don't want it too late then. So, and I... In discussing anything, I go at it to learn something. I want to know. And uh, if I'm wrong, I certainly want to know that I'm wrong. See, so I can be right. 
I wish I could agree upon those things and make it a universal feeling. But I, I, I'm just, if it's wrong, it's just wrong. There, you, there's no black, white, or there's no sober man. See, that it's either right or it's wrong. It, 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 you can't have error and truth together. It's either truth or it's error. See, you believe that, don't you? Really? Yeah. It's really if, if the scripture's right, then it's stay with the scripture. And if the church is right, then that's what I said to them priests. I said, if the church is right, stay with the church. He said, well, the church is right. I said, then you said that the church, at the, at the Bible here, is the uh, history of the first church. Well, if it is, then it's the infallible church. Why have you changed so much, you said? And that, that's throwing his argument out there. You see. I said, you said Christ organized the Catholic church. If he organized the Catholic church, and if Apostle Peter and all of them were the first Catholics, well, then, I, I'm Catholic, too, then. I say it's exactly what they said. Okay. Well, you're so far off out here, see. I said, you don't have anything they said. See? Why, Peter said, the first pope said, there's no mediator between God and man but Christ Jesus, the only mediator. And now you've got tens of thousands of them. Mm-hmm. I said, now, which is the first pope right or this pope? Which one's right? Okay. He said, well, you see, the Catholic Church has power. The Catholic said, well, then, when did the first Catholic say, in, in writing it, said, if an angel from heaven come preaches any other gospel, let him be accursed. Whether he be a pope or a priest or whatever he may be, and whosoever taketh away or adds to this book, the same will be taken. I said, you're all mixed up somewhere, sir. Either your first church is right or this one's right. And if your first one is right, this one's wrong. See, and I said, I'll stay with the first Catholic. And that way they were Catholic. So, you see, you've got to be right. We only, to hold a, a, a discussion, you have to come back to something basically you can lay your hands on. Because you have just as much right to your belief as you believe in everybody else. But we've got to come back. There's got to be somewhere to start from. Somewhere to say, this is it. Of course, you can't debate otherwise. See? If we both, I said, well, the Brown Tabernacle's right. And you say, he says, uh, the, the, uh, the, you say the Anglican Church is right in England. And, and uh, he said, what they? I'll be Armenian. Yeah, let him be Armenian and so forth, you know, and you take the Dutch Reform. Well, now, where are we going to? Now, there's got to be someplace. Well, you can go back and quote your catechisms and all of us and so forth. We only go back to the church, to our, our found, founders where we found that. But what are we basing this at? See, there's got to be somewhere that's right. It's like a principle that you're speaking on in, in Parliament. You've got to have something that's right. You've got, you got to lay it out there and show the people. You've got to have some place to start from. Well, that's the way we have to do the Bible. So I come back to the uh, question of Acts 2 with him. I said, now, you, um, you say that Acts 2 is where you're going to, um, to uh, base it upon. So I had to give him something to run him off the, run him off the, the line so it could be... Uh, and he could, I could speak to him, you know, and throw I said, now, we'll, we'll basically, if you, well, thank you. If you will just, we'll stay with the scripture. I said, now, brother, I, I admire your stand. And I said, you're, you said here that uh, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. This is all noise of God. They came together and were confounded because they heard every man speaking in his own language where they were born. I had to read him off here. I said, now, uh, <clears throat> brother, I'd like to ask you this. 
Now remember, the Bible uh, says that these unbelievers, it didn't say now that these people, see, appear to come down from the tower, from uh, the upper room in the building. It said they were uh, all filled with the Holy Ghost, and these out here, they were hearing them in their own tongue where they were going. They heard them, each man. See, the sinners was hearing them in their own tongue wherein they were born. The unbelievers. And uh, I said, then, if your Pentecostal interpretation is right, see, what you got now, I said, then there's something either wrong with Acts 2 or wrong with your interpretation. I said, now, I want to ask you, brother, uh, where did you receive the Holy Ghost at? He told me the minute hour, good man. And he, a uh, little irritation, you know, kind of a little worked up because under a sweat. There's no reason for that. See, if I got a rabbit pinned up in a field, not a way in the world for him to get out, I'll stand at the gate, he's got to come back. Well, he ain't getting out, so you don't have to sweat about it. You know exactly, you know, there's not a hole in the world to get out of it. So you can stay right there, you can see if you want to. You got to come back to it. So, he ain't going to sweat. You don't have to chase him all around the field. Just stand there and come back to you. So then, I said, uh, uh, sir, I said, uh, now, how did you act when you received the Holy Ghost? Praise God, I spoke another tongue to the Spirit, give a nothing. I said, uh, all right. Who all was there? There's about 150 people. You're in a church. Yes, sir. And uh, were they all English-speaking people? Yes. I said, uh, then how did you uh, speak? And he said, uh, I spoke in tongues. I said, uh, in your speaking, you gave testimony of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. That you received the Holy Ghost. Yes. Did the congregation understand you? He said, uh, one of them. I said, that wasn't according to and four I said, because every man heard in his own language where he was born. There was no words mixed at all. Every man heard in his own language where he was born. I said, then you surely never got it according to and four. That's not much picture right there from the modern kids me. I said, now on the day of Pentecost, everyone heard in his own language. There wasn't no missing at all. He said, oh, I see where you're mixed up, Brother Brandon. He said, you see, the, the Holy Ghost, when it first comes, he said, there is a, we speak in the tongue of angels, you see. He said, there is, there is no interpretation to that. But then when you get interpretation, he says, then there's a tongue that can be interpreted, and some of them is Paul said. I said, yes, sir. I understand that. I said, then, uh, you need to tell me then, sir, that, that when we receive the Holy Ghost, that's the tongue that no man understands. See? When we speak in tongues, when we receive the Holy Ghost. He said, that's it. And then, after we get baptized and into the body, then we receive a tongue that, uh, that they can be interpreted. See? Is that it? Yeah. I said, then you got the cart before the horse. See? I said, then you've got to hear, see, I said, then on the day of Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost, 
they received it different from you all. I said, you all received it, nobody understands it. When they received it, everybody understood it. And I said, you know, these guys had the gift out there to interpret. See? And I said, then if you give them the gift of interpretation, then they had the Holy Ghost too, because they had the interpretation, saying you got the gift of speaking. And they were mocking, making fun of them. See? There's no grounds for them. And so, I said, what if I told you that God did something to these men? If they, these, everyone, uh, heard them in their own tongue, said, but they were speaking tongue, I said, just a minute, the unbeliever out there said, behold, not all these Galileans which are speaking, and how do we hear them, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? These that are speaking, they're Galileans, speaking Galileans, but we're hearing them in our own language, wherein we were born. He, he couldn't say no over there. I said, now, he said, now, I said, I'm, I, that could have been that way. I said, I've seen that happen. A little Spanish girl one time, I was telling about it, I guess, they heard it on the tape. You know? And um, so, um, I said, now, we, uh, uh, I was speaking just like I am now, and she was hearing me. And, just, and, and she said to the interpreter, I thought he couldn't speak Spanish. Well, we paid the tape back, and it was English. But she, when the inspiration is known, she had heard it, in Spanish, and then she couldn't hear one, couldn't understand one word in English. See? So as far as I told her all about what she had in epilepsy, she sat by the fireplace eating yellow corn, eat too much, she got violently sick, went to bed, and told her to an epileptic fit. He's had everything. So then she was healed. So he said, Well, now, just a minute. He said, They were, I see, or you, and I said, I just wonder, brother, why that when you was given this question, I said, You were. Speaking of Acts 2 and 4, and then you went to Acts 10 49. I said, How did you leave out Acts 8? When the Samaritans received the Holy Ghost. There's not a scripture saying that they spoke in tongues. Well, I said, uh, I said, If you notice, at Jerusalem, there were gathered, I'm taking your side of it now, see, I said, there were gathered men from all nations. Go ahead and tell me, and Persians, and and proselytes and strangers in Macedonia oh you know all like that where they were I said now they were all they were all there and uh, they heard them every man in his own language and I said now and at the house of Cornelius I said when they spoke in tongues there they heard in their own language the same thing they did back here I said they called that Peter's taking, we refuse water, seeing as these receive the Holy Ghost like we did at the beginning. I said, God will never change his program. If you stand like your own Acts 2, right here where the Holy Ghost first fell, it'll, it'll cooperate with the rest of it. I said, now, if it's so essential, why didn't the Samaritans speak with him when they received the Holy Ghost? I said, because they all spoke Jewish. <laughs> they all spoke Jewish. There's no need for them to have another tongue. Because they're just testifying the Holy Ghost to come. They're all speaking in their language. Everyone. And, um, and I said, uh, and uh, there was no reason for it. I said, there's the three tribes. See, the Jews, Samaritans, and Gentiles. And I said, now the Gentiles, if you remember, Cornelius was a centurion, over a hundred men, band of Italians. And there was a circumcision, and, and uh, Romans, and Italians, and, and all, all together there. And however it was, he was speaking 
Because just like it did at the beginning, how can we forbid water seeing these as receive the Holy Ghost like we did at the beginning? So see, it had to be the same way it was at the beginning, and every man had to hear in his own tongue. I said, I'll admit that there was one time that in the Bible that everyone spoke in tongues, but he was very upset, you know, and he said, Hallelujah, now you're on the road. I said, Yes, sir, after the dad, and no one understood what the other one said. I said, I said, on Pentecost, they all understood what every man said. I said, through the outgoing of the Holy Spirit, you see. I said, Babylon, they all spoke in unknown tongues like Pentecost does now. No one knew what the other one said. One jabbering this, one jabbering that, and they didn't know nothing. But that was Babylon. But I said, at Pentecost, every man heard in his own language where he was born. And he said, well, I, I, I still believe the glory of God. I receive the hallelujah and make the church stronger. I said, now, wait, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Bible doctrine. We stay with the scriptures. And, um, and so then, uh, as he went on, he said, well, he said, uh, well, I believe they always under inspiration speaking in tongues. He said, I don't believe they heard them from interpretation. I believe they were inspired speaking in tongues. I said, I'll agree with you. And we'll finish our debate upon that. That they were all inspired speaking in tongues. And I said, now, see, it's just like I said, we're all gathered here in Jeffersonville. We're all gathered here in Yakima. The Feast of Pentecost is on. And I said, now we're going to say that you're Swiss, you're German, and you're French. See? And we're all in here, and each one of these is a group of people. Now, uh, say this myself and uh, Brother Borders and Brother Gene sitting here. And we're all Americans. See? And you got a group, you got a group, you got a group, because that's the way they was. They were me, Persians, a lot more together there. And I said, now, we are, we're all here, and all of a sudden, there comes a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. It fills the house in here, not out there with you all. And I sure we were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And we come outside, and uh, first thing you know, here, uh, I'm English, and I go to speaking in English right at first thing. And you understand it in Swiss. Oh, no. No, no. He said, no. You were speaking in in, uh, in, in in Europe. I said, then, if it was, then what am I telling him? Of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Of the coming of the Holy Ghost? See? I said, I, I'm speaking to you Swiss while Gene is speaking to you in German. And Roy is speaking to you in French. And he said, uh, I said, then, uh, he said, now, now you're, you're pretty close to it. I said, pretty close to it. I said, that's what the scripture said. We're hearing every man in our own language wherein we were born. He said, uh, oh, and uh, the moderators, I done seen it, I done chalked up on the board, everyone so far, you know. So I said, we'll finish up this. And he, uh, he said, uh, and, and I said, then they were, were all speaking, understanding one another, which I don't have that, if it captured in the first place, they had to understand the language. See. Babylon was the only time they didn't understand Pentecost, they understood every man. If the gospel must go through all the world beginning at Jerusalem and struck the whole world at that time, the known world right there. See? It had to come like that because, see, all the nations under heaven was gathered there. The religious nations. It was Pentecost. See? And he struck the whole world. We're going to all the world beginning at Jerusalem. 
These were heavy testifying language of the resurrection of Christ. So we go to all the world right there. And these carriers here, these people in here, worshippers, will go back into their country like a few days after that, the Ethiopian going down, you know, and Philip was down to Samaria, and the Ethiopian is going to go back to Africa, the Union, and the Holy Spirit called Philip from that big meeting, meeting Sam and Desert. He's reading Isaiah. He said, What read this time? I said, How can I know this time man teaching me? He said, Who is the who is the prophet speaking of himself? Or you've been up there to think also worship thee. So he baptized him right there in the name of Jesus. He went on to Ethiopia. Rejoicing, taking the message of Ethiopia. That's where it was supposed to be. Go ahead. Now, here comes the. Um, here, here it was. I said, Now, uh, so I said, You see, sir, that even the moderators was already chalked up there. That they, they spoke in languages that everyone understood. There was not one word meant. See? So, your version of Pentecost has already been condemned. <laughs> because you have to put your version of Pentecost in Babylon because you can't. But it's actually good for Because they heard every man in his own language where he was born, and at Babylon, no one understood nothing. So you see, your Pentecostal version is already back in Genesis again in Babylon. So you're not up here in Pentecost anymore. Now I said, but let's just carry two of those forever. Of course, it already gives to us, you see that. So everywhere you go in the Bible, it's got to come back like this again. God is infinite and cannot change. He said, well, they, uh, then he started on with the rest of them. He said, now, you will admit, old brother Ben, that these men coming out of here just wasn't like Methodists or Baptists. See, that's uh, going off to my Baptist. See, that they're not, they had received and were speaking under inspiration. I said, yes, sir. I'll agree with that. So they, I'll agree that they, they were speaking under inspiration, what they were singing. I said, every time I preach, I preach the same way, don't you? I'm the angel, you know, the inspiration. I told that. I said, every time I preach or prophesy, it's not no, no, no. Paul says it didn't have interpreted this with nothing like a barbarian. It's got to be for edification to go for it. So that knocked that out for him, see. I said, well, he said, uh, and I said, uh, well, I'm agreeing, and it was all under inspiration. I said, now, now, like this, I said, some of them, uh, uh, now, I said, like we were, I said, those then who were speaking in Galilee to the Galileans, they were an inspiration, wasn't it? Like if we're all English. He said, there's none of them Galilee. I said, it was in Galilee. And there were all Galileans that were speaking. There were Galileans out here because they were in Galilee. That was in the national language. I said, then this man come out. And he spoke to the Galileans in their native tongue, and he was Galilean. So it's like I'm English speaking to the Englishman in the English state, and he didn't have it. Well, he said, it might have uh, uh, fell on one and the other. They just divided up. Maybe this one here would come speak to them a while. I said, then, after the four Galileans, and didn't hear nothing. <laughs> I said, he wasn't inspired then when he was speaking to them of the resurrection. <laughs> he wasn't a place to stand anymore. And we just went home. Like that, we just hold the scriptures down, right? So, right on down like that. See, it'll have to come back to that original first. So, you see, it, it isn't speaking in an unknown tongue, it's speaking under inspiration. See? And, like, if I receive the Holy Ghost here this morning, and amidst you all, I would be under inspiration telling you the resurrection and the Holy Ghost has come to me. Under inspiration. Now, see, tongue is not the Holy Ghost. 
See? He says, then you don't believe in speaking tongues. I said, definitely I do. I believe in speaking tongues. And I said, it's the least among the gifts. The gifts according to the way it's recorded in the Bible, because it's the last gift. I said, and a fellow would speak with tongues, but first he's got to have the Holy Ghost before he, he speaks with tongues. If he isn't, he's an impersonator. And I said, then he could speak with, uh, with tongues, as you said, both of man and of angels, and still not have the Holy Ghost. I said, because Paul said, though I speak, though I can, speak with tongues of man and of angels, and have not carried on nothing. Though I can understand all knowledge, and can interpret the scriptures exactly right, without the sad business, I nurse nothing. I give my goods to feed the poor, and my body to be burned as a sacrifice, and faith to move mountains, and I'm nothing. I ain't started yet. See? I have all this faith. I said, now that answer's like Dr. Agri up there time, you know, about Luther and Dean, you know, and I told him, he remember the debate that we had, you know, there on the, on about the, um, uh, he told me about that witch woman, you know, that prayed for the sick and they got healed and said, God couldn't heal you for it. Yeah. You know, that, I said, sure. We had a lot of these men come up and say, brother, I got healed in my hand. <laughs> See, they don't. But the people get healed, it's the same. Because it's on the basis of faith. And the fellow thinks he's approaching God that way. Now, I believe, man, these people get the Holy Ghost. See? When he come out there speaking with tongues, I believe it's the Holy Ghost. But that's no evidence that God Their life last week, some of them come out of there and, and you heard my vision, I guess you heard it on my tape, about how the, when I went to Mishawaka that time, and those people coming out there, you know, and the colored boy said, yeah, he is, yeah, he is, you know. <laughs> but remember, they had one man there speaking in tongues, and another interpreter, I heard before my life. And uh, I told you, you stopped so then, uh, but this fellow lost the debate. You know, of course, he's a lot more, but you see what I'm talking about. Let's see, come right back to the beginning. Right back to the beginning. There are many of these people who are speaking in tongues and feel they have the baptism, but they, they really haven't. And God. They may have conceptions. Yeah. Others, they, they haven't. They've got it. See, when the true Holy Spirit comes in, it's the life of Christ see, that lives in the Lord in the human being. See? And they never said a word about Jesus speaking the tongues when he received the Holy Ghost. Now, how about John the Baptist? He received the Holy Ghost six months before he was born in his mother's womb. How did he speak with tongues? What about the death Yeah, how could he speak with tongues if he couldn't even speak or hear? How about Elizabeth and Mary? When they, Elizabeth, the mother of John, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied saying, I'm speaking tongues. So they, they haven't got. They died off to some of their main leaders, you know, and the main more in, in, intelligent people will, will admit that, you see, but they, uh, but the, what they say is all, uh, that's the doctrine of the church, you see. I thought, what are you going to do about it? But there you are, you know, what it was, you did, but I changed that out of the organization. See, yeah. Well, that's exactly right. I say free, I don't have to have an organization. Now, freeborn citizens, you got a right to speech, and all you wish to say, freedom of speech. And I'm an ordained minister. So they can keep it from marrying very bad guys and they're preaching the office. The Moshe don't have to go on the organization. And, uh, and so uh, now uh, we, uh, we, we say that as, uh, in, this, in that you understand how you thoroughly are convinced. Oh, oh, we were convinced a lot of time ago. I think there's two things that might look very, very good. That's just a couple of all together.